welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Penny. And I'm Beck. And Penny, I wanted to ask you a little bit more today about how you have recently, or relatively recently, introduced a new language into the mix. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I have. And I started learning French at the start of this year, um, or kind of March, and um, I haven't learnt French for, I think, Beck, I worked out, that was 25 years. So <laughs> I'm definitely considering that a new language because when you say a quarter of a century, it just sounds too shocking to even. Oh, well, when you, when you put it like that. <laughs> That's not how I was thinking of it, but, you know, that yeah. is a lot, it's a long time. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so you had done some French back in like primary school, is that right? Yeah, I did French in primary school and right up to, I guess, really the high school years kind of counted. The primary school I don't think really counts at all for me, but Mm. um, I did French until the end of year 10, so until I was 15. Mm -hmm. And I decided to ditch French and continue with Japanese through the last two years of high school and into uni. Okay, so in some ways, I guess you're introducing a new language into the mix. It's not totally new, like not 100% completely new, but we'll assume that it kind of is for the purposes of, for the purposes of sort of adult language learning, I guess. I mean, I had to go back and pretty much start from scratch, really. Mm. How much could you remember? Oh, merci, bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) okay so like some essential phrases (laughs) um so you know random vocab and I guess just being interested in you know languages over the years you kind of I guess you kind of learn to pick up things in a different way I don't know if that's the same feedback I'm guessing it is but when you might read something or hear something I feel like I can give it a shot as to what the meaning might be just by using some guessing abilities. And I think that might have come just from learning different languages over the years and trying, you know, back myself that, yeah, give it a shot. You can probably work it out. <laughs> and so, and what made you decide to to bring this new, this new language, um, the, the wonderful language that is French, um, into, into the mix for you? Well, yeah, I Oh no, there is a there is a reason behind all this. It just feels like such a long time ago that I that I had this this motivation was um, to go to New Caledonia and take a group of people with me to learn some French over there. And so I thought, well, look, if I'm going to be you know running a group and and taking people with me, I need to have some you know half okay French under my belt. So that was my motivation initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with travel restrictions as they are now. I haven't, you know, stopped learning French Um, and I've just actually really, really enjoyed kind of getting back into it and learning a new language and a non-Asian language for once. Yeah, that's true. That is quite different for you. Did you, like, was that an initial, was that a challenge to begin with? I think so, yeah. And I know we've talked about it back in the past too, just, you know, in terms of, um, the grammar thing being a real, a real fear of mine and um, 
having to get psychologically past that, which I think I'm in the process of doing, which is kind of exciting. Um, but definitely learning a romance language after so many years is, is really cool and refreshing. And I love the fact that I don't have to learn a new script. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll learn you know, characters. That's, that's really cool. Um, no tones either. No tones. I know. Just all Although I guess pronunciation <laughs> is still a thing to think about, right? Yeah. So, yes, definitely has its own challenges, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but I guess one of the things we wanted to kind of touch on and talk about today was when should we be looking at introducing a, a new language into, a, I guess, a mix of existing languages? And I know there's lots of different schools of thought on this. Um, Beck, do you have a, I guess, a theory or an opinion about when you think is the right time to introduce a new language? Um, so, well, this this is maybe a little bit controversial, <laughs> but um, I kind of just think you should bring a new language into the mix whenever you feel like it. So I think if you I think if you're interested in a language enough to be wanting to learn some of it, then that's a good time to start having a bit of a dabble at least, um, or potentially just to launch into learning into it, uh, just to launch into learning it because the one of the hardest things is finding motivation. If you have motivation to do it because you have interest, then I would say just go for it because there's nothing really stopping you. Um, I don't really feel like, you know, for every, I think it's quite subjective. So if you have a particular level in a language that you've learned before that you are already learning up until now, um, I don't really think there should be like a hard and fast, you have to already be at this level where you have to already be able to do these things or say these things to be able to, you know, maybe let it go for a little bit in order to speak in order to learn something else or to have two things going at once I just think it's totally different for different people so I don't know go with your gut feel (laughs) yeah I mean that's I think that's really good advice that doesn't sound too wishy-washy I just like (laughs) I think yeah it's it's just very very subjective you know everybody is 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 completely different in how in how they learn but also in how they are able to process I think different you know, two different languages or many different languages maybe at once. Um, you know, some people do prefer to just focus on one at a time. Other people have lots going all at once and, yeah. and I, I kind think of what it works for you. It's taken a while for me to work out what works best for mm. me as well. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm definitely in the other camp. I think I'm, I think I'm more, which kind of contradicts my personality maybe a little bit, but I think I'm a bit more cautious, like, you know, let's just focus, let's get to a different, a certain level, which means it's quite cemented in my mind before trying to mix things up. And I mm-hmm. think maybe it comes back to this fear that I've had since uni um, of, you know, all the time and effort of learning a language and then for it only to feel like it just poof and it disappears. And I think, yeah, I kind of feel like that with a little bit with Japanese. And um, even though I think if I, I pick that up again, say, next year, I'm sure I would be able to delve into the mind somewhere and find and find some remnants of it. Um, 
but yeah, I think I'm really conscious of that. And I always had in, in my head that if you could get yourself to a kind of like a low intermediate level in one language before adding a new language, you were doing yourself a kind of a good service. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were laying the foundations before you launched into something new. I think it's really interesting that you um, have this I like this feeling in your mind that potentially you could do all of this work and then like poof, it's gone. <laughs> um, only because like I guess realistic, like have you ever tried to go back and sort of revise some Japanese again just because that's the one that you brought up? Yeah, well, when I was in Japan a couple of years ago, um, I didn't do any formal study or kind of anything really before the trip. But um, while I was there, you know, I was I was pulling out all kinds of phrases and, and all kinds of things and, and getting back into it. Um, so I think sometimes that, that kind of fear is a little bit kind of irrational that maybe it doesn't actually exist that, you know, that if, like you said, if the motivation's there, the right time and the right drive to to focus on something, then there's no reason that we mm. can't we can't make it happen. I guess it's that whole like you know you never forget how to ride a bike kind of idea. Um, where like as long as the 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 memory, if the memories were kind of strong to begin with, then hopefully when you come back to them another point in time, all of the like I don't know what the what the I don't know what the like language equivalent of muscle memory is, but you know how like if, I don't know because you you learned a musical instrument as a kid, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I I I also did, and I remember always in like music this this idea of muscle memory where you know basically you'd practice and you'd practice and you'd practice, and part of the 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 challenge um, was actually just remembering in your fingers um, the the motion um, of of maybe a particular piece of music um and it's funny because then you know maybe you come back years later and you may or may not have the music in front of you but somehow your fingers would still remember kind of how to play the piece um and in some ways I think that you know languages can be a bit like that too it's like you've got brain muscle memory (laughs) for, for some parts of language that or phrases or um you know particular kinds of dialogue that if you learnt them strongly enough in the first instance um, or if they were really drummed into your head by something, then um, maybe it's a you know, particular experience or particular study or, or whatever, then, yeah, with even with a lot of time passing between, um, those things can still very much come back. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think we have to kind of give ourselves <laughs> a bit more benefit than, than, you know, you know, not being so down on ourselves Definitely. all the time that it's possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how are you going? Because I know that um, your focus language is German at the moment. Um, how, how are you feeling about your Italian? Is it, I mean, obviously it's still there in the background, but are you doing any, any work on it? Yeah, so um, a good question. <laughs> so I'm not really at the moment um, and I guess that was kind of a conscious decision to to focus on German but because I was just particularly enjoying it. Like I had a real and I still have um, this kind of continuing enjoyment for German that I've just been kind of riding the wave of for a while um, 
because, you know, other I've experienced in other times in my life where I've just like dropped off. For example, actually, when I started learning Italian, um, that was a time when I kind of lost interest in German and I just like wasn't really feeling it for German at that particular moment in time. And so I went, okay, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to learn some Italian. And I had a real interest for Italian at that particular point. And so I just kind of rode the wave. Um, but then once I kind of got my mojo back for German, <laughs> um, I sort of decided to switch my focus back. But that's not entirely to say that I wouldn't, like, for example, I still follow quite a lot of Italian language accounts and things on social media. So I feel like I do get a little bit of like incidental um, practice every now and then. It's just not a very focused study. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess in the back of my mind, I still feel like when I was intently studying Italian, I was well working pretty hard on it. Um, so there's still enough of all of the basics in my head that you know, at some point in time, and I'm sure there will be a point where I decide to kind of go back to it and focus on it a bit more again, then I'm like, I think I'll be okay. Um, you know, there'll definitely be some revision to be done. I can't remember everything that I did, but uh, I know that I'll kind of be able to go back and be like, okay, pick it all up again. Like it's just sitting there like waiting, ready to go um, <laughs> and ready to jump back in at some at some point in the future. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. I think that's really helpful because I think, mm you feeling that that way it's actually you know it feels like it's you know lifted a load (laughs) well I think it's also like from in terms of introducing a new language into the mix I guess we're kind of we've got a couple of ideas here there's introducing a new language into the mix when you've been learning something else or learning multiple other things and then there's also learning to like two or more languages at once um now, I, I'm a little bit actually, I tend to also be only really learning one at a time. Um, but like I was just saying, then it's like I'm kind of focusing on German, but that doesn't mean that like Italian is gone. I'm just not intently studying it in the same way as I have in the past. Um, but in terms of introducing a new language in the mix, like I guess when you feel, because from your point of view, like I, yeah, I'm much more just if I'm feeling it, I'll go for it. But when did you feel like you were, there's like this sense of readiness, I think that also is kind of coming through what you were saying too. Um, because like when you, when you started learning some French, you obviously felt ready at that point and able to yeah, do that. Yeah. So did you feel like in your, the language that you had been studying before that, you were already at that sort of intermediate point where you were comfortable leaving it for a moment I think you're right so before before I did French I guess Vietnamese and Chinese were both my focus languages kind of like switching around depending on whether I was you know planning a trip or going somewhere or doing an exam or or what was happening Um, and even though I feel like you know I've forgotten so much of both of those languages they I think you're right that they're probably at that kind of lower intermediate level that I could hopefully just pick up where I was left off with a little bit of um, revision and not feel so kind of stressed that, you know, I've forgotten everything. So I think that helped me realise that, yes, I was ready to learn a new language and, yes, I wanted it to be French. 
But you know me back too, that I'm thinking about, ooh, what should I do next year? Because I'm like, oh, if I could, if I can, um, you know, add another language into the into the mix. And if I did, what would it be? Or should I go back and, you know, do some revision before I do that? Um, so I'm already starting to think a little bit about that. And then I start to think, oh, but maybe I won't be quite at the right level yet with French to do it. But then maybe it's like you said, that I don't need to get too bogged down on, you know, the level that I'm at. It's more how I'm feeling, the motivation, what's driving me to, to go towards this. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of it is confidence as well. So like if you're starting to feel, again, let's, we'll try not to think too much in like levels because I think levels is levels is tricky. <laughs> Just like across the board, talking about language levels is is always a bit of a hot topic because like, you know, whether you use kind of the European standard framework, the kind of A1 to, to C2, um, sort of uh, leveling system, I suppose we would call it, um, or whether you use some other kind of system to, to suggest what you, where you find yourself between like beginner and advanced um, or experienced in your language um, learning, then um, all of those things, yeah, super subjective, quite hard to define exactly unless you are maybe following a particular exam system um so yeah talking about those levels is I don't, I don't know that it's always super helpful but I think that when you start to feel confident in what you've learnt so far so you know at, at your stage in French like you may still feel like a correct me if I'm wrong you may still feel like a beginner do you, do you still feel like yeah. a beginner in French? Yes. Yes. Okay. But you would definitely have more confidence in what you've learned now than what you did six months ago, right? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's more about that change rather than the actual physical state itself. It's like think about more the 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 going from one state to another um, and being like, okay, well, I was six months ago, I felt terrible about grammar. Oh, yuck. hate that. Um, don't even want to talk about verbs, Ugh, conjugations, yuck. Um, and now you're like, oh, actually I'm starting to kind of enjoy this. I can put together a coherent sentence. It's simple, but it's coherent and somebody else understands it. And I think that, that kind of building of confidence with time is what can make you feel like you're, you're, that's what shows that you're making progress. Right. And yep. That also can potentially be where you can start feeling like, okay, if I'm confident up to a point, I'm confident in doing this now, I'm confident in putting together a, a sentence that works in a particular tense, um, then that is where you might start feeling like, okay, now that I have reached that level of confidence, I'm able to bring something in new that is like in a different, on a different pathway. <laughs> you know, these things aren't, aren't necessarily crossing paths. They're not necessarily getting themselves confused, but it's, it's something new into my learning environment. Um, and I'm ready to do that because I've reached, a, you know, I'm starting to feel confident in the other thing that I'm learning. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Beck. I feel like I've just had a, a language therapy session. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, I do what I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know. I guess you've got to kind of like listen to yourself, right? Um, I, I don't. I don't think there are. Yeah, I think the main thing is there are just there aren't levels. You can't say like, okay, once you've reached B one, that's when you can. That's when you can definitely bring in a new language. Like, no, no, that that might be true for for some people. That might be where they feel confident enough to to look at something else or to bring something new into the mix. But that's not the same for everybody. Um, and all of this is just like a, you know, language learning is just a sort of a continuous journey over time. You can always jump back and revise things. You can always come back to, to ideas that you went through once and maybe you've forgotten something, but you won't have forgotten everything. Um, so there's always, always opportunities to go back and revise um, and always opportunities to bring in new things. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I, I love, you know, I love this thought of, you know, going with your heart, going with your gut, you know, what what is appealing to you? What what are you really into at the moment rather than getting stuck in this whole, um, no, I have to keep going with this because I need to get to this level or or even worse, this whole, you know, it's a calendar year. I have to do a calendar year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, oh, I want to learn, you know, something new next year. And I'm like, oh, but, you know, we're recording in September. Maybe I want to do something new in November. So that's Yeah, that's and, and you yeah. might find that you're, you know, who knows? Like for me, it's always TV. It always comes back to television. Why? Uh-huh. Um, but like, you know, it, it's when when you start watching a series that, you know, kind of gets you interested, like maybe you should have a double. And also this is about commitment too. Like having having a double in a language, and we, we've talked about doubling um, before on the podcast, but having a double in a language is very, very low commitment. You can, <laughs> you can like download an app and start learning a few sentences of something and like that is not going like full gung ho. Like I am in. I'm gonna become fluent, whatever that is. Um, like now, and now that I've started it, now that I've started learning the alphabet in Cyrillic, I have to learn Russian. Like it's, <laughs> it's yeah. not. It doesn't have to be that. It is. You can just you can just try something out, and you can let it go by the wayside. That's fine. If you are wanting to commit to something that is a a different step but there should be nothing from stopping you just like having a go at any particular point in time so do you think that's that's quite a good approach then to thinking about when and if and how to introduce a new language into your mix is that by I guess listening to yourself listening to what your situation is how you're feeling about the language you want to introduce and thinking well you know baby steps I could just have a little play see how it goes, see how I feel. Is that, would that be something that you would recommend or that you've done? Yeah, definitely. I I would, I mean, that's how it would work for me. Um, I, I wouldn't like, not necessarily for everybody, but yeah, definitely. I think there's nothing ever stopping you from, like I said, sort of just like having a bit of a double and just seeing where it goes. If you're interested, if you like it, if the more that you listen to a language or the more that you read it or the more that you learn a few phrases here and there the more you like it then absolutely go for it give it a try um and as I think as you find enjoyment that's where you also find commitment because you know that's the easiest way to commit to something when you know that you're enjoying it when you know that it's it's interesting for you and that it keeps your interest over time um, and like to kind of come back to like music as well as a bit of a <laughs> as a bit of a comparison point like as a as a kid um, you know I, I think back to when I, I first the first instrument I had to learn was the piano and I hated it 
and this is this is no no secret to to most people who who know me well um I really did hate it my dad actually used to teach piano from home when I was a kid because he's a musician and um so yeah first one I had to learn I absolutely hated it I was terrible at practicing. I didn't want to practice. My mum made me and I hated it. That was even worse because I was forced to do it. Um, But, you know, by the time I was about 10 or 11, I was like crying at the piano because I just hated it so much. And I just didn't, I just didn't want to do it. Later on, I started playing the flute and I loved it. But it was my own, you know, I decided I wanted to. I heard it and I liked it and I liked how it looked and I liked how it sounded. And when I started playing it on my own, I enjoyed it. And so I asked my parents, can I start, you know, can I keep doing some lessons for this? And they were like, well, okay, if you're interested, go for it. So (laughs) I started doing that. I started playing in orchestras. I loved that too. And that that was, I mean, that was self-driven, but it was purely based on on my own enjoyment. And I think that kind of, you know, the less that you're feeling like you're forced and pressured into, into learning something, the better it is going to be for your like long term commitment to it and your long-term enjoyment because you're doing it because you want to um yeah really really like that analogy because it just seems to match up so so nicely with with language learning um mm. you work back for choosing like a really nice small compact instrument that fits in a backpack that was very sensible yeah well <laughs> exactly that I know that did make it a lot easier I'm guessing it was harder with the cello yeah, that was a, <laughs> a trickier choice. Life, life lessons, right? That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I don't want to go off on another tangent, but there is probably lots that we could talk about with this topic. Um, as always, if you are considering or in the process of adding a new language into your language mix um we'd love to hear from you and and um let us know how it's going um and i guess what approach that you're taking and thank you for joining us here on language chats again today um language chats is a part of a larger project which we started called language lovers au where we're building a community of people who are interested in languages in australia you can check out our website at languagelovers.com.au um, and subscribe to our mailing list there at languagelovers.com.au you can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook, languagelovers.au. And don't forget, you can join our Facebook group as well. And we will have more language chats coming up for you in the next fortnight. So we will talk to you soon. Thanks again. See you later.